first, should you spend money on developing a brand, developing the brand identity, or should you invest in having customers land on your doorstep? So should you be investing in marketing? And in particular, SEO, which should you do first? My guest on this episode is Harrison Tanner. Harrison is an SEO expert who lives out in New York, and we cover this topic and a lot of others on this episode of Divided by Brand, the podcast aimed at entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers. If you want to learn from industry experts and you want to listen to advice about how to feel more confident with your brand, then this is the show for you. Join me as I interview inspirational individuals at different stages in their business journey. My name is Dan O'Cock, I'm your host, and I'm a brand identity specialist with over 20 years experience. to know if your own brand has all of the key ingredients to attract higher value clients, I've created a scorecard that'll help you do just that. It'll uncover if you're able to attract the right value clients and if your brand matches your ambition. The scorecard can be found by clicking the links button in the player. Yeah, the player that you're listening on, just click the links button and you'll get redirected straight to my scorecard. It's very quick, it's incredibly simple to use, but most of all, it should deliver you some value straight to your inbox with your own customized report, which will have marked you across six core areas of branding. And I think you'll agree, that's quite long enough for a podcast intro. Let's just get started with this episode. So listen, welcome to the show, Harrison. It's absolutely awesome to get you on. We've done our little intro call. We've had the we've got the formalities out of the way, and um, yeah, it's 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 really good to get you on. How have you been? I've been good, man. No complaints. You know, making making my uh, 120 YouTube videos in 120 days. Okay, well we'll get on to that because one of the <laughs> first questions that I like to ask my guests is, um, can you give me three wins from the last few weeks? What have, tell us a little bit more about what you've been up to. Give me three wins. Yeah, so I mean, look, I, I try to walk away every day with a win, right? So if it's not a win with with my, me, my personal brand, or my agency, uh, it's a client win. So. Uh, last couple of weeks, uh, we just started working. I shouldn't say we just started working with, but we we started working with the landscaping company in uh, like September of last year. Uh, he was a little hesitant to move. You know, he was a little hesitant come February of this year. Uh, he's like, hey man, you know, I, I'm seeing SEO results, but I'm not really seeing any leads. I'm like, look, trust me. You know, now that you're starting to get traffic, you're going to start seeing them. And he's averaging one to two leads per day. Uh, and these people want either monthly retainers. Uh, I shouldn't say monthly retainers. Monthly. Uh, you know, contracts for grass cutting, or they want a whole yard overhaul, which is in the tens of thousands of dollars. So that's nice. uh, lead number one. Lead number two is I have yet to miss a day on my 120 days of YouTube videos. So wow. um, cranking out marketing content, SEO content, things that uh, will impact people's businesses. So we are 60, I don't even know, 64, 65. Uh, I'm actually looking it up. <laughs> do uh, it. 
do it. February February 21st is when I started. So 67 days. So we're 67 videos in. Uh, and it's cool, man. I'm, I'm really kind of enjoying it. There was definitely a, a point a couple weeks ago where uh, I definitely thought I was going to crumble. And then um, my third win is I did a total SEO overhaul of our agency and our, my personal website. So growth-generators.com and, and harrisonbaron.com. Not to give Ooh. them shameless plugs, but... Hey, uh, that's fine. I'm going to put, put links in the show notes anyway, so absolutely. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like so, when you have a lot of content, you know, well, my personal blog, I have like 240 blogs. It's a, it's a lot of work to make a lot of updates. Absolutely. Uh, you know, hey, well, it's not well like done. a small website. Well done for you for tackling that. That's the kind of task that I just generally um, procrastinate over and don't do <laughs> or give it to somebody else. <laughs> uh, I usually um, I usually do procrastinate on a lot of them, but uh, some things I just got to bite the bullet. Because when I, I don't know about you, but when I get onto doing my own stuff, I find it incredibly hard because I nitpick. I'm a fiddler. And, and things take three times longer than they should because with the brain and the creative, like, analytical thing that I have going on in my head, I'm like, does that look right? Should I put that there? Will that make yeah. a difference? And it never gets done. I don't know if it's, you have that problem. It's, you know, it's this... I, I definitely have that problem. I actually have it more for my YouTube channel than anything uh, because... Having a good thumbnail is about 90% of YouTube. Ah, right. Okay. So that is something I stress about. Is it something I'm good at? I don't know, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, 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 people watch, you know, I'm, it, it's kind of crazy, you know, roll back to seven, eight, nine months ago. And I was, you know, I'd be lucky if I got 50 views in a, uh, 48 hour time frame and now I just checked the analytics and I'm up to uh, 162 views in the last 48 hours so boom three times up yeah so it's cool man I'm, I've just created a lot of content and it's and the beautiful thing it's just it's stuff that works for you when you're not when you're sleeping and I'm a big fan of all of that yeah absolutely hey that's some good wins I'm, and i am intrigued a little bit by that youtube um challenge just tell me exactly what's what it entails in this 120 days we're going to get on some other more in-depth stuff but I'm, I'm a little bit intrigued by it yeah man so it's just uh i just I, I committed to making one video for every day for 120 days um the, a lot of people will say like a 90-day challenge I'm, I'm a bit of an overachiever i would like to do a 365 and 365, 365 days and 365 <laughs> okay, days. Okay. Um, I know that I will probably will die. Um, but like, you know, some of the biggest YouTubers, like look at PewDiePie, right? And and I don't know who, how many people that follow this, you know, know who that is, but PewDiePie is the biggest channel on YouTube. Um, I would even argue to say that he's probably the most powerful person in the world, weirdly. Um, well, because I guess in just, terms of influencing, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, honestly, if he wanted to order a hit on somebody, one of his followers would probably do it, right? Like, it's kind of insane <laughs> because he just, he has he has the most incredible tribe. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, um, and it's all you know, it's it's mainly all from YouTube. But then there's brand deals and things like that. But you know, the he did, uh, and and he's only taken off a couple times where he even mentions like, look, I'm going on vacation for a couple weeks. He's like, I have content for a handful of days, but I don't have 
content for the whole time. So I apologize. I'm going away. Like I don't plan on working when I'm away. But yeah. I mean, he's been almost every single day for for years and years and years. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, it's. Do you have anyone that's been holding you accountable to any of this stuff, or is it just you flying solo and you've got to get that energy and drive to do it? Then um, it's all me, man. It's all me. Uh, I I don't have an accountability partner. I don't. I like accountability partners, um, but I don't. They're not my. They're not my shtick. Um, yeah, I get it. I know what you mean. I, I think I can tell in your voice. It's like you'll get it done when you're ready to get it done. Yeah. And 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 you don't want that person prodding you, someone else. Yeah, it's just I, I hate that. I hate when you know. And and like I look, I like uh, they're they're great for some things, right? Um, I would almost I would almost rather a coach, which which I do kind of have, but. Um, accountability partners like if you want to get it done you're gonna get it done right i'm a i'm a thick dude right losing weight is lower on the priority list than growing a business is should it be the other way around arguably but like that in my opinion is more important right like if if losing weight was more important i would just go do that but you know if you need an accountability partner to get things done i get it like to keep you on track but that's why you would have a coach but you know, if, if if you if you need an accountability partner, the way I look at it is is, do you really want to do it, right? What, your why and your purpose is not strong enough, and that's fine. I'm not hating on it, right? Like a gym partner is great; they force you to go to the gym. But if you really don't want to be there, you're probably not going to make the most out of it, or you're going to go to the gym and then you're going to go home and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and stuff your face full of ice cream, right? If, if, and then tell yourself you deserved it, of yep, course. Yep, exactly. Like you don't want to, and that's okay. But yeah, that's yeah. just not yeah. how I roll. No, it's good. I like to hear it, and good on you for you know having that energy. I said in my little, um, like my little intro um, to the interview, I said. Uh, basically, I just was straight up said, look, Harrison talks fast. He's a real <laughs> quick... I hope I can keep up with him on the interview. But I said, I think you were, I described you as a go-getter and uh, someone that just gets stuff done as efficiently as possible. Is that a fair summary? I can't yeah, edit it back. you know what? I just... I don't have time for, for, for BS. If you're going to do something, just go do it. Like, if yeah. you're not going to... My girlfriend hates me a lot of times because I'm like... She's like, could you do this? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and she's like, why? I'm like, because I'm just not going to do it. It's not that I don't want to do it. I just know that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I would rather do something else. So it actually like helps too, because if she's like, well, put away your laundry. I'm like, or, you know, or go do the laundry. I'm like, I'll put it, I'll put away my laundry and I'll clean the kitchen. Like, don't <laughs> make me go do the laundry, right? Like, that's the other part. Like, I enjoy knowing what you like versus what you don't like is going to massively help you and your business. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I help other people to do what I, I shouldn't say I tell. I hire other people to do what I don't want to do. Um, and then I do the things that I really want to do. And, and that's how I think most people's lives could operate if they decided to put their foot down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. And I think that is actually a good segue to kind of bring you in and introduce you a, a little bit more um, properly, if you like, and uh, a chance for you to paint the picture for the listeners um, as to what you do. And I think if people were to start Googling your name or um, some of the businesses that, the two businesses that you run, we've got the growth generators side of things, but we also have Baron Media Group. Do both, how do you split your time between two businesses? That was kind of the first question. Um, Or do you not? Crack. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. Um, uh, like four cups of coffee every day. Uh, okay. The it's it's a lot. It's it's honestly it's a lot. Um, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have definitely done things a lot very differently. Um, I actually speak a lot about it on my YouTube channel because I definitely am not the role model for how to start a business. Um, I'm yeah, not the well, role model for how to start a business, but I am the role model to learn how to start a business from. Yeah, because let's I go. messed up. Sorry, let's go into that because um, I know from our intro call that your background, you started in IT, but you also have a marketing background as well. Is that not right? No, not at all. I have no background in marketing whatsoever. Oh, it must have been something that you'd said that you you kind of naturally fell into or that you embraced. Was it the sales background side of things then? Yeah, it was. It was it was a combination of sales and it was a combination of me seeing a lot of marketing companies screwing a lot of people over. Got you. Got you. And so well I tell you what, explain to people how you get from um all, all that transition from the IT side of things into the point of running these two businesses. Why start the journey that you're now on? Sure. So I, I started out in sales. Um, I was giving a lot of, I was starting out in IT sales. Uh, even before that, I, w- I went to school for computer programming. And then the, I was uh, fortunate enough to land a internship with an IT company as a tech. Uh, at that time, I had been bartending for years. Uh, absolutely. If anybody's looking for extra cash or just looking for a fun job, that is the best job ever. Okay. Um, absolutely loved it. And, but I, I realized I need to grow up and it wasn't sustainable. You're some days you make a lot of money. Some days you don't make a lot of money, but, um, every day was different. And my boss realized, Hey man, you have the gift of gab. You can talk to people, all that kind of stuff. So I said, okay, fine. I'll, I'll happily go and learn. You know, he's like, could you do sales? I said, I'm happy to go do sales, but I need training. I'm not going to go into this blind. Um, I, I definitely know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And I'm good at talking to people, but I'm not good at just telling people to go buy something. Right. So he put me in some really high end sales training. I was in there for almost a year uh, before I ended up leaving and believe it or not, my podcast. So I have a podcast called the Brutally Honest Podcast uh, kind of was the catalyst for a lot of it. So started a podcast with a buddy of mine. My old boss gave me a little room in his uh, his office. It was probably a 10 by 10 room where I had a podcast and I pitched him on the idea of, look, I'm going to get a lot of people in the door of these high execs and things like that. It's not just going to be like a place, you know, it will be a place where I hang out, but it's not just going to be like a bunch of random degenerates hanging out in there and doing nothing. Like I do plan on bringing on doctors, lawyers, business owners, all that, which is what I did. Um, And during this time I was building, you know, my website and I was building uh, doing social media and all that kind of stuff to help build that brand. And I started handing out a lot of business to other marketing agencies and it was websites or ads or Facebook ads or Facebook, you know, social media management, or maybe a whole new website, email marketing, all that kind of, you know, good stuff. And that's where I started seeing, and I was good friends with this marketing company. And I was like, I went in there one day and I was like, your entire sales pipeline is from one person. And that's me. Like I'm giving you all the business. I've gave, I gave them hundreds of thousands of dollars in business. And then I found out that they were 
uh, they were putting, you know, they were working with lawyers in the same demographic area that all practice the same thing. And I'm like, well, that's not ethically okay. How can you do a better job for one lawyer versus another, right? Like as a marketer, if you can get five lawyers to the top of Google in a certain area, how is it ethical for you to control who gets the number one spot and things like that? So I was really not okay with any of that. And that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And I said, you know what? I bet you I can go out and I could do a better job than they can. So I went out, found a couple of clients, had a couple of people back me up and said, yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll buy from you when you start. And uh, the rest is history. That's, that's kind of really how it all happened, man. It was just, I was just like, I was fed up with other people and one problem led into the to another. So social media was cool, but like after, you know, somebody finds you on social media, where do they go next? they go to your website right yeah and if yeah. they go to your website and you don't have a lead magnet or anything like that what's the you know there's no no email capture or anything so you needed to put that on there so i was like okay well i need they need a good website right and then i was like well they probably need email marketing also so they can drive some more traffic to the website and sales and everything kind of just snowballed and then it was how do i get people found organically online and that's kind of like our sweet spot now is and and i, I think we'll be going forward for a long time is getting people found online um, you know typically people that come to us or we work with they'll go from zero to a hundred thousand impressions usually within an eight month span uh which usually brings in several thousand clicks and then after the year they're probably in the tens of thousands of clicks area it's huge at the minute i keep hearing how in-demand seo is and of course it's um, just a reflection of how the world is right now everyone's at home on computers yeah um that's kind of how this whole second business started so originally originally started at baron media group and then i i had one of my buddies saw me prospecting on linkedin and he was like look what are you doing man and i was like prospecting and you know connecting with people and sending messages he goes, dude, you should teach this. So I said, okay. So I fired up a, a, an account on a platform called Kajabi. And yeah. that's really how it all happened. It was just, I, I went out, I did it. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to go spend money on ads. I need to go spend something that's on, you know, money on sustainable stuff. So I started writing, I started hiring copywriters. And all around this time, the pandemic had just hit uh, last March, almost a year from now. Yeah. And I said, this is perfect. Nobody's going out none of my clients are calling me because they don't know what's going on with their companies. This is the most freedom I will ever have in my life, potentially, <laughs> to just do whatever I want, right? So yeah. I just went haywire and just wrote and wrote and hired and hired and spent more money than I could ever imagine. And it sickens me to think about how much money I spent now, but it's paying itself off. Um, and it will continue to pay itself off for the next years to come, which is cool. That's good. And I think... I can't remember which um, something or someone's content out there was uh, when that pandemic hit, it was um, the mindset of an entrepreneur to instantly adapt rather than kind of fold in and go, oh my God, what's going on? It's, it's an opportunity. Everything's an opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, Jocko Willink. I don't know if anybody follows him on here, but he's a uh, ex-Navy SEAL dude is one bad motherfucker and 
he has a great speech that I have like embedded in my DNA at this point. It's called good. And it's all about when bad things happen, that's usually a good thing. So if you didn't get a job interview, good. There's more time to go get a better job, right? You got fired, good. Now you can go find a better job. Um, You didn't get the raise you wanted, good. More time to perfect your skills to ask for more money down the road. Like, it really just depends on how you look at everything. Yeah. You know, your girlfriend dumped you, good. More time to focus on yourself. I Um, thought you were going to say, good, go get a better girlfriend. Uh, of course, no, that would be horrible. But <laughs> I, I have that thing ingrained in, in my brain. It's you know, okay, we made them. We you know, look, I'll be the first one to admit we make SEO mistakes all the time, mainly on our own stuff because you know it's shoemaker shoes. But I spent I don't know twelve hours over the last three days working on my own website and you know my my personal brand, Harris Marin and, and growth generators, and just went through and fixed every SEO mistake I could possibly do. Um, you know, and it was it was something I knew that was being neglected, and I had to go do it. Uh, you know, there's no other, there's no excuse. There's no, and and nobody's gonna do it as good as you are, right? So you have to go do it. And should I have done it four or five months ago? Of course I should have, but clients came first, and and they still do. So putting our own stuff in the back burner for a little while was important. And and now that I had the time to do it, you know, did I miss out on opportunities? Yeah, good. I have more time to get my stuff ready for the next person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think at what point, this is the question that I wanted to ask around your own businesses, is at what point did your your brand come into question? Did you know from day one what you were going to be about and what the businesses <laughs> were going to be you know, striving for? So <laughs> it's actually funny you asked this question. This is a good question because this just happened like probably like three weeks ago. I really kind of figured out my brand and who I want to be and stuff like that. Like being an entrepreneur is super cool. I love it. I, I love owning an agency and, and growing it. And we, we broke six figures last year and we're looking to, uh, to, to keep up in the six figures this year and, and keep growing. But the the personal brand was really really tricky because i didn't quite know what i wanted and i was like oh i'll be the linkedin guy and i'm like linkedin's boring as could be and i'm like this is not what i want like i liked it i'm i happen to be freakishly good at prospecting and connecting and building out profiles and all that stuff like everything that happens on linkedin i happen to just be like really on the ball with but i'm like this isn't fun this is not what i want to do and i was like what i want to do is prevent people from making all the goddamn mistakes that i made which is you know, hey, don't just build a website to build a website or don't just quit your job and go start an agency. Like, go make a hundred YouTube videos. Go write a hundred articles about what you're interested in. And even now, like, the time I spent over the last, like, three days on my personal website, it's so funny because I used to make my own, like, uh, blog thumbnails. That's a thing. But Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going through it and I'm like, these are awful. I'm like, holy, <laughs> these are horrible. And I remember, like, the emotions in my head and I was like, oh, this, is, this looks so good. And I'm like... This was despicable. Like, I can't believe I put that out. And look, it does it really matter? Not even a little bit, but like, it's just so funny. I look back at it and I'm like, these were so bad, but that's the best part about doing it over and over and over and over again. Like you keep getting better and better and better and better. And when you do make a hundred or 200 blog thumbnails or YouTube thumbnails, even my old YouTube thumbnails. I'm like, why did I even post this? Like, this is so even my old videos. I'm like, I look like an idiot, but 
you have to go through that process. Um, Harvard, a, a school over here in the United States, uh, I think it was Harvard, they did a test in a photography class where they split the students into two groups. Group one had one, one final assignment and group two had a different final assignment. So group one was, all you have to do is take one perfect picture between now and the end of the year. And group two, their only assignment or their final assignment was you have to take a hundred good pictures between now and the end of the year. And the results are actually pretty wild. So the group that did a hundred pictures, their pictures were exponentially better than this first group because they had done it over and over and over again and figured out what they liked and figured out what they didn't like and figured out what worked and figured out what didn't work. And that's the process that most people don't really realize comes in business is it's not like a magic pill or it's not, you know, you see all these get rich gurus and those are all absolute bullshit. There is no secret sauce to getting rich overnight. The only way that that's possible is you buy Doge. That's it. (laughs) That's it to the moon. But does that really? It. I don't even know if that really works. It was, yeah. Anyway, I knew about Doge in 2015, <laughs> and I could have bought it for a tenth of a penny. Wow! I could have been a multi-millionaire now on a hundred bucks. <laughs> and I'm an idiot, and I didn't. Well, going down the route of crypto, let's not let's not do that. I could talk. <laughs> I could talk NFTs in art. Oh, um, that's a whole another one. I know. Um, we briefly touched on there about um, like doing something again and again and again. And I, this was something that I think came up in our intro call of the fact that you deal regularly with small businesses. That's a fair comment, right? That is a very accurate statement, yep. And around that whole premise of doing things again and again and again is something that you hear or I you told me that you hear quite often when it comes to their brand that they think they should have things perfect from day one I know where this is going <laughs> how do you what do you tell them when they land when they're like yeah oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this with my brand it's gonna have this and I'm gonna include that and it's gonna be this color and this font and yep. do you get do you get that do you all get those people all the time and I love it because I usually make them very unhappy quickly. Um, so I know that this is a branding podcast. So branding experts start put a little mouth brace in right now because you're about to grind your teeth. I'm about to make a lot of people really upset. <laughs> um, brand does not matter. Hashtag change my mind. Um, and, and here's why for a lot of small businesses. So. I would say the overwhelming majority of businesses are online at this point uh, in some way or another, with the exception of your local landscaping company and uh, service-based businesses, the, the overwhelming majority, their only presence is really their website. But what I think a lot of people fall into is this massive trap that the logo has to be perfect and the typography has to be perfect and the colors and the formatting and what we stand for. And let me tell you, nobody cares. And here's why, because nobody can find your website at all. And I think, and and I've dealt with this several times where people are so worried about their image 
right? Uh, specifically, I had a lady two or three weeks ago, right? And she's, we're doing work for her and she's like, oh, you know, well, can we do this? And I really want this and the colors, I want to change the colors on here and, and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, look, I was like, she's like, what's your opinion on this? And I go, I go, you really want my honest opinion? Cause I don't know if you're going to like it. And she's like, yeah, I do. And I was like, doesn't matter. And she's like, what do you mean? I go, you have had one person visit your website in the last week. Now that's four people per month. That is an absurdly low amount of people. <laughs> yeah, Who care. cares what your brand looks like? You should be focusing on creating the best goddamn content there is on the market because Google does not care about you. There's no content here for Google to even peruse. There's, there's no reason why anybody should buy from you other than your sales page, which is okay at best, but being okay at best is not a problem, but if nobody could find your sales page, you have a massive issue on your hands. And that's where a lot of people struggle. They're like, well, my, I gotta get the best. Well, I hired this designer and they charged me $4,000 or $5,000 and I really don't have much more money on for a website. And I'm like, well, that's great. But like you could, I could have a, I could have a, a car made. And, and I know this refers back to a YouTube video that I just released, but you know, I could have a, a, a painting by Vincent Van Gogh in my house and it could be worth billions of dollars, right? But here's the thing, if nobody can see it, it doesn't matter what's there because yeah. nobody knows it exists. Just like nobody knows that your new company exists because you haven't driven a lick of traffic other than a Facebook message or Facebook post that says, oh my God, look at my new brand. And a bunch of people go and click on that link and then they leave right away because they're never gonna buy from you anyway because they're not looking for a virtual assistant or a landscaper or a bottle manufacturer. Like that's just, nobody cares. Like your, mm. your friends on Facebook are great, but no, maybe, less than 1% of them, if you're lucky, 1% are gonna buy your stuff, right? So if you have 200 people, that means two people might might purchase your stuff from you and chances are pretty good, they don't care about your brand. They're buying because it's from you and it's somebody they know, like, and trust, not because they found them or like the logo that you have. Yeah, and I guess also the fact that you can solve their problems though. So, you know, moreover, if you're a, uh, a landscaper, the reason they want to choose you is because you're just down the road or you get there quicker or I don't know, whatever makes you choose a landscape gardener that isn't just the color of his logo or how clever uh, or what his story is, you know, it's, it's yep. with that level of small business, it's just more about solving that problem at the right price. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to your point like about, and I, and I do, I completely see where you're coming from about being able to find that business. Um, what, at what stage do you think brand should be considered? Do you feel like there's a, is there like a magic number? Is there like a, a, a point where you take on staff that you should consider your brand? Is there a point where, you know, the, the story should be considered and the, the why becomes your differentiator. What's your take on that? Yeah, uh, I do. I do. I, I think that I don't know if there's a magical number. Um, I think that for a lot of companies, there's going to be a point when you get uncomfortable. I think it also matters the, the, the industry that you're in. So uh, great example, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a financial advisor. If you're a business professional, 
after you start, you know, just work on it. Like you don't need to hire a $5,000 branding expert. Go spend a couple hundred bucks on a college student or something like that and get the ball rolling. You don't need to go spend a massive amount of money because still nobody's really seeing your stuff. Now for the other 97% or 99% of businesses, honestly, people will just tell you like, hey, I realize that you don't have a logo. Do you have a logo? Or like, hey, uh, what do you actually stand for? Like people will tell you. Um, my magic number is if you get to like 300 visitors per month, that's when you probably wanna start looking at a brand, you know, building a brand. Um, and I don't think, you know, I, I was speaking to a bunch of branding experts on Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, well, you should hire a branding expert right away. So that way, you know, so that way you save yourself thousands of dollars in the beginning. And I was like, well, that's kind of stupid because if you spend thousands of dollars on your brand in the beginning, you don't have any money to get found online through Facebook and Google. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you, you need to have visitors to have you know, to make sales online. And I don't mean sales online, just like, hey, an e-commerce store. I mean like sales online, like people visit your website and then they fill out a form that says, hey, I wanna buy something from you, right? That's what I mean when, when I say, you know, sales online. I, so, guess, you, I guess you could argue though, that that, that um, the option to invest in your brand early may well be dictated from the sector that you're in. And by that, I mean, if you are a coach, um, you, your personal brand is incredibly important to get the right people on board. You don't want to be just classed or put into that same, you can't approach business the same as those landscape gardeners. Yes, I, I do agree. Um, and, and But but here's the thing, right? So, so the one thing I do think about when it comes to those types of things is if you're dealing with an accountant, or, or yeah, I would even throw accountants in there. You're dealing with a lawyer. You're dealing with a doctor or doctor's office. You're dealing with a financial advisor. Yeah. Those people typically aren't poor. They can afford to hire a branding person at a couple thousand bucks and hire and build a website and start building content on it. When I say like brand doesn't matter, it's really geared towards that sweaty startup mentality where you don't have uh you don't have much money. You're you're bootstrapping the whole time, which is great. I love bootstrapping. I'm a bootstrapper myself. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, bootstrapping is literally using all the money that you make to put it back in your business to grow it. Um, not VC money where you're getting venture capitalists who are dumping thousands of dollars into your company. Yeah. Um, but those, I think, are really where the brand doesn't matter if you are you know even if you're a fresh college kid i mean chances are pretty good you probably aren't opening up your own uh accounting firm or or law office or doctor's office if you're fresh out of college uh you're probably going to go be an apprentice uh somewhere so you're going to be the lowest man on the totem pole at a doctor's office you're going to be the newest accountant in a in a building and things like that you're probably making some decent money. Yeah, you have bills and things like that, but if you know that you're gonna go start a business, put $10,000 to the side. And I'm not saying you need to spend $10,000, but uh, in, in that case, I would argue that, yeah, you should go spend a little bit of money on some branding information. There's a ton of resources on there. Go find somebody, go spend $1,000 and have them dial in your brand. But for the overwhelming majority of people that are trying to start a business with a couple hundred bucks in their pockets, the logo and the typography and the color scheme that you do should be the lowest thing on the totem pole because those are the things that don't make you any money at all. And if you, especially e-commerce stores and things like that, 
if if you're not getting the traffic of people that could buy the brand, the logo, none of that matters because nobody's going to see it. Like I said, yeah. the exceptions for the professionals and they, they need it for a business card. I get that. You want it to look clean and professional. So when somebody sees it, they, okay, you're not, you're not a schlep, but also there's a ton of templates and things like that out there. Like you have business card builders. I'm not discrediting branding, but if you're really like trying to bootstrap, there's a lot of, you know, message somebody on, I hate to say it, Fiverr, right? Hey, I need a brand. Can you help me put together a basic branding package for 250 bucks? It will at least get the ball rolling and make yep. you not look like you are you started your business yesterday. And then when you can go out and hire somebody that knows what they're doing, who happens to have a really good track record, then go do that. That's where I think the value of branding lies is like not in the, the beginning startup stage. It's usually down the road or when you don't have money. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I also think that um, to go on that, where you said that statement about getting the ball rolling once you get the ball rolling that's when you're actually starting to learn anyway and you'll very quickly realize hey you know what i'm really pleased i only i only spent that on the logo because the the other money that i invested in the i don't know the facebook ads or the fact uh, my seo so people can find me while well, getting two leads of uh, two leads a week off that and now I can put that back in. So, yep. yeah, it, it makes more sense for a lot of lot of small business owners. Yeah, big Absolutely. time. Absolutely. So yeah, the other it, thing too is like, look at Coca Cola. How many how many times have they changed their logo? Same thing with Apple, right? Nike is pretty much the only one that's been like really consistent. Even Amazon just changed their logo a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's okay to not be perfect in the beginning and. Nothing is perfect, right? If you took Apple's, you know, new logo and you put it on an old package from 1990, it wouldn't look right. People would be like, what's going on with this? Like, wh- like what what happened? They ran out of colored ink? <laughs> but that was the thing, right? Like, that's... You, some companies adapt. It's very rare that you see a company that has the same logo for its entire history. Yeah, it's true. And it's always... the. The controversial ones that have had the logo for hundreds of years and then it gets taken apart by a design team and everyone's like, why did you do that? It's, yeah, it's been around for so long. It's like vanilla ice cream. Why would you go ruin vanilla ice cream? It's been there forever. Just keep vanilla ice cream. Yeah, or margarita pizzas. Can you do that? I love pizza. Big fan. Actually, I might, have, I might heat up a pizza after this. Haven't you, am I right in saying one of your clients is a, a pizza place in New York? Yes, right. absolutely. Uh, I'm not good. in New York right now, but they have the best pizza, in my opinion. I know I've got a friend who raves about, um, you know, getting a slice or uh, getting pizza. And I've also, talking about, actually this is perfect, because I've now started watching some content on YouTube, and I can't remember his name, you'll know it, I guarantee it. There's a guy that just goes around the pizza shops, reviewing them and giving them a score. Oh, Dave Portnoy. That's it. Yeah, the owner of Barstools. He is a gangster. And I just love watching his content. I just can't help but want pizza every time I watch it. And the way that he talks and the way that he does it is just brilliant. He's so he, he's no. I mean, he's also worth millions of dollars, but he's no. You know, I, and it's funny too. Like his pizza app, because it's called One Bite, is legit. Yeah. Like, yeah, his scores are 
on point because I've been to a lot of the places because I lived on Long Island. I wasn't too far off from where he would is his normal stomping grounds. And his ratings are like money. I love the way he rates them. But what I'm getting at as well from um, from an English person watching that content, his like he is New York pizza. <laughs> like yeah. the, way, the way he talks, the way he acts, it's like that is if you could make a pizza person, a New York <laughs> pizza person, like he would be the exact thing. That if he came out of a box with cheese over him, that's it. And, he is uh, something else, man. He is <laughs> He's a legend. He's an absolute, and not just in pizza. I mean, like the stuff that he does online and and things like that. I I mean, that dude is, he's not only is he funny, but he's brutally honest about everything. It's great. I value that a lot. I hate liars. I hate deception. It's that honesty that sets a lot of the content out nowadays, isn't it? People are wise up to it. They, They know that whatever they're watching is like staged or... I see you will see a lot of these where they a lot of videos where they'll go to like a homeless person on the street and they want to give them something but then they want to plug themselves and it's it's horrible. I really don't like it. Like going and giving them some money just to get some ratings and it's like why do you have to record that? You know? Just, uh, just... Uh, sadly enough, that's common. Yeah. It's really odd. That that's common. It, and it, it stinks. It is, it is. So, I actually want to ask you a little bit about um, how you how you go about um, positioning yourself differently. Because there's a lot of people that do what you do. Sure. So, right off the bat, I'm going to call out a lot of people. Most of them are scammers. Okay. Straight up. They are the... Uh, they are absolute scammers. They don't do anything when it comes to SEO. They have little to no results. They usually have an extremely high customer turnover or what they do is they position themselves or, or, or they, they devalue themselves so much that they might be a hundred or $200 a month. Right. And then they say, well, you're only spending a hundred or $200 a month. What kind of results can you really expect with that? And then they just keep taking money from people and they don't do anything for it. Um, I know this because I see them all the time and they are, they make the, the, they make the best and worst clients. So the they've burned somebody for over years right and they've also set this principle in somebody's mind that hey i should only spend i don't know a couple hundred bucks a month right two three hundred dollars a month yeah because that's what i've been paying but then when i come in who was an actual you know we actually do seo we actually create the content we show results we give you monthly reports the whole nine right and you can see what's going on all the time it's, it's a very difficult situation for us because they're like, well, I'm so used to just paying $200, right? They'd almost rather pay the $200 than pay the 400 or 800 or you know $5,000 that our price tag is gonna come with to actually get results, right? Like just because you pay for a gym membership doesn't mean you're gonna get in shape. Um, so that's what happens a lot of times. So it really makes it difficult. There's a lot of shysters out there that are just not doing anything. 
Um, And do you want good results? Good results are not cheap, sadly. Uh, It's a very competitive market. And look, I'm not going to lie. Like people are like, well, you know, I I tell them like, yeah, we write blogs and we do it. You know, we update things and like you write blogs. I'm like, yeah, they're like, well, I could write blogs. I'm like, yeah, you could also go to the gym. You could also build a Ferrari. I mean, like whatever you want (laughs) to do, but like how much time are you actually going to dedicate to doing it? That's More to the, the point is you're going to build your own Ferrari, but how good will that Ferrari be? <laughs> that, that's that's a, how do you trust it, right? So, yeah, I write blogs. I mean, that's that's literally the core of it. We write blogs. We hire writers. We pair them up. We make sure that not only is it a good article, but we also make sure we we go through and and make sure that the uh, the content and it reads well and not only does it read well but Google looks at it. There's there's like happiness scores. There's a whole super technical side of it. Which, which Ooh, is fine. Like happiness scores. I like the oh, sound yeah, of that. That's real. Absolutely. Is that a real thing? Absolutely. Genuinely. Yeah, because think about it, right? If you just write about depressing stuff, Google doesn't want to show that out, right? <laughs> if you just, what's the, you know, everything that you, let's say everything you write about in your, your topic is car insurance. If everything's depressing, why would Google want to show that to people? It should be, it shouldn't be maybe uplifting, but it should be moderately neutral. So, you know, or moderately neutral to happy. So, those are app, those are things, right? Uh, I'll, I'll give a, a special plug. If anybody's made it this far on the podcast, go check out <laughs> SEO Surfer. It will literally help you write better content. There you um, go. We'll it'll, put a it'll link. Tell you everything it you know. At least what they believe that Google wants to see in their stuff works. You know, it it, it really does. It it, it shows that it's going to be a, a certain level of happiness. It's going to be easily readable. I'm sure you guys have probably heard of like Hemingway, the Hemingway app, and. Um, There's another app I've heard of. I can't remember the name of it. It's something like Ask Ask the Audience or you, you answer can the look, public. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. That's just for topics. Oh well, there you go. What, <laughs> what do I know? That's why I'd employ you. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Like that's that's part of it, right? Like these are all. Um, you know, these are all aspects of things that go into like what we do. So that way, when we do publish a product, it is as good as it could possibly be. And then on top of that, like, not only are we going to sell it, but we're also going to go back every couple months and make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do. And yeah. if it's not, we got to go in there and tweak it. So that's part of like what our package is. So I think that's like, the, well, what? I th- sorry, Ty, I was just going to say, um, that's the, the biggest thing that I can hear in your voice is that doing things differently and positioning yourself comes from actually working with people on an ongoing basis to make sure it's working, not just running with it and taking the cash. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, I mean, it's got to be tested because like sometimes look, and I'll be the first one to admit, like you can't guarantee you're going to be the first one on Google. I I can never guarantee that. But what I can do is I can target a, a, a keyword that doesn't have the, that isn't that competitive Right. And then we can go and we can write an article to target that keyword. And then three to six months from now, we're going to look at it and say, where, do, where does that where does that article? Because that's the only that's the hardest part about what we do is everything takes a long time, like six months to a year, really, to see like the massive results. But we say, OK, great. We wrote that article. Now it's ranking. Uh, it's ranking number 18 on Google. Perfect. We're on the second page of Google. Believe it or not, in my world, that is the best place to be, because it, we can we can do I don't, I don't want to say like we're doing black magic stuff but like we can start to analyze the top 10 results and and start building a better headline and tweaking and adjusting and really kind of going back in and and kind of refining that 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 article and everything that comes with it to make it as as friendly for Google to say hey 
this is a great article. Let's put it at number one. And you'll, you might live there for a month. You might live there for a day. You might live there for two years. The longer we can keep you up there, the longer you're going to get more clicks to your website. I love it. I, it's a real art. It's it's really great to hear about it um, from an expert's point of view because I love stats. And that's what it is. It becomes like this statistics game. That's it. It's all about uh, numbers. Yeah. And it, it's really fascinating to me. Look, I'm looking at my time and thinking, I've got a couple of questions I'd like to ask, which I always ask every single guest that comes on. The first question that I want to ask you is, uh, I want to cast your mind back. And if you met yourself 10 years ago, young Harrison, what would you say to yourself? First thing I would say to myself is... Well, first thing I'd work out is what year it is. 2011, there you go. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, 10 years ago, 2011, I just got out of high school. So what I would do is I would start a personal website, no questions asked. Um, regardless of what I plan on doing, I would say, dude, you have to start writing content today. Like, I don't care what it is. You make some decent, I was making some decent coin at the time. Go spend 20 bucks on a website hosting platform and just go work on your website like it doesn't matter what it is right you will find and build traffic about it if you read a good book write a review of that book if you write if you learn something new about technology just start writing and creating content um okay. you know or hey dude go start a youtube channel go create more than you consume or as at the bare minimum as much as you consume in america we consume quite a bit um but you know, go do that. That would be number one. Um, number two would be find an industry that you really enjoy. So had I known that that at the time I would have started a website, I would have fallen into bartending and I would have written all about bartending and bartending stories and bartending secrets and how to measure and all, you know, all the good yeah. stuff that I really loved about bartending. Like that's probably what I would have done. Um, and then I guess the third piece of advice would be Start investing early and just take massive risks everywhere you can, um, and don't fall for the gurus. You know the the there's a million of them out there. I don't need to name who they are, but you know yeah. you can yeah. tell pretty quickly who's legit and who's not legit. And if you can't trace back their wealth and their money to what they do, they're BS. I see it yeah. all the time. If I don't see what you do as a business, or you don't have your business website on your profile, or if I search your name and you don't show up as a business owner, you are a scam artist. That's it. There's no, you know, there's nothing else about it because even people that run half a million dollar, million dollar, multi-million dollar Shopify websites will at least put it on their Facebook page. True. Absolutely. Hey, you forgot one on that. If you were me, if you met yourself 10 years ago, buy Doge. Uh, yeah, I would have said buy Doge. Look, I would have said buy Tesla. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, then you don't even have to get into crypto. I would have said buy Tesla. But yeah, that's it. That's true. You know, that's true. I, I try to I try to help people create sustainable income, sustainable, reliable income, and grow their businesses over time. There's no magic bullet. There's no you could you could hire the best ads expert in the world. You can hire the best Facebook expert in the world. But at some point or another, that's going to come crashing down, and that costs you money. And Facebook doesn't like you having the same ad for a long period of time. You're going to have to keep reinventing the wheel. Content works for you forever, man. If you can yeah. create one article every single week for the next 10 years, I mean, that's what, 500 articles? 520 articles, right? If I did 52 times 
Your maths is way better than mine anyway. <laughs> yeah, 520 articles. 520 articles of great content of things that you've learned over time. Like, that is a no-brainer. Yeah, good shout. Really good shout, that. So, listen, there's another there's a couple of questions. Sometimes this one's... A, well, I always get an interesting response, but I do like to, to ask it. Can you give me the biggest brand-dividing moment that you've had so far? In other words that moment is there one where you became the person that you are today for like my personal brand or my agency or just that moment where either is there a moment where something changed whether it was a life-changing moment you know you know that i call it the brand dividing moment but it's that moment where you become who you are today I don't know. I've silenced the man who's com- who's <laughs> who's completely uh, dominated. Come on. I don't know because I don't. I actually I had I don't want to say a similar question, but um, there was a question that on another podcast that I did, and she said, you know, what do you you know what do you do you celebrate victories? And the answer was no. I really don't. Um, because every day is a victory and I don't think, or maybe it hasn't happened yet, but like, yeah, there's never been a time. Like, it's just, I look at life like a stream and there's times when it's peaceful. There's times when it's wild, but at the end of it, you're still a stream and you're constantly, at least in my opinion, and, and you're probably a failing business owner if you're not, but you're constantly working on yourself and you're working on your business. And if you're not doing that, like you, you, it, it, it's either in your DNA or it's not in your DNA. There's no real, I think there's a massive separation behind that. So I think that this person that I am today is not, there's never one massive turning point uh, the only massive turning point that I could think of is like when I actually started my podcast. But even then, it like it, it's just it's like a notch in the wood. Like it's just it's a part of who you are. There's no there's nothing that's like yeah you know burn the boats and and we're taking over. It, it's just like everything that had everything happened in life. To I get you. I get you. Compiles yeah. into this thing that you are as a person, yeah. you know, without getting too like emotionally deep. But like, yeah, I don't think that there was ever a time, and I don't think that there's a lot of times in a lot of people's lives. And and maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking, and, and maybe it's just because I you can't live other people's lives. But like, most people are like, well, this was a life changing moment. Well, if you're not having life changing moments all the time then you're probably doing something wrong in life because you're not living a crazy enough life. But like every single aspect of your life should be like, you know, I remember when I quit my job and I was like, holy shit, like I don't have any more income. Like this is it, like it's over, right? But that was, that compiles on the things that I did in the past with, you know, bartending and then starting the podcast and quitting my job and literally building a student, my, my physically hammering nails into a warehouse to build my office and studio. And then moving to North Carolina, each thing is just another stepping stone that you have to take to get to your, to your own end goal. That's yeah. kind of where I look at it. I like that. And I think you've answered the question because I think number one, you haven't had like a that 
have that brand divided moment. You don't have that one key thing, but that might happen. May well not. Maybe you just have them so regularly, like you've already said that you, you know you have them daily, you have them weekly. But I think that's a really interesting answer yeah. that you've given. And like, I guess, yeah, I guess it's just kind of like the person I am. Like, enjoy what you have. Yeah. Uh, a, a guy I went golfing with. He was like, man, he's like, I've never seen somebody or heard somebody comment so much about how the grass is green and the sky is blue. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm, I'm, I golf every day almost, and I've never heard somebody appreciate <laughs> the color of the grass and the, and the color of the sky. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, if you're not going to appreciate the beautiful environment that you have around you, regardless of whether or not it's in your house or something else, then then what are you really doing, right? Like, yeah. that to me is so important, and I treat everything like that. Good point. I like that. Hey, listen, I've got the last question lined up for you here. It's, it's where I get you to pick a boldest brand for this episode. So I want to know who, what the thing that is a brand is just been doing it for you or does it for you um have you got a boldest brand that you want to go for for, for the show i'm gonna go politically correct on this one um i know we were joking around with another brand before this but uh i think tesla and there's a lot of reasons why um and and, and more so elon musk than anything um that dude's a gangster an absolute and utter gangster if you don't know elon's story i would highly recommend doing some homework on the dude because most people just know him as the ceo of spacex and the ceo of tesla he founded paypal um he drove a mclaren f1 which is arguably the rarest car in the world worth tens of millions of dollars today crashed it at like 27 years old had a smoking hot girlfriend almost lost his entire life from SpaceX because he almost went bankrupt on it, constantly is working on Tesla to make it better. The word sexy is actually spelt out on the Tesla website. You have the Model S, the Model the Model 3, the Model X, and the Model Y, right? Sexy, it's actually pretty funny, it's hidden in there. Like, yeah. the dude's on, the, the dude is on another level. And <laughs> he does he what just, he wants because he wants to. Yeah, and 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 like people don't understand like when he was building Tesla like there was a massive Model 3 issue and he slept in the warehouse for an absurd amount I forget how many days and and, and stuff like that but he slept on the ground in his warehouse to help figure out the problem working like 16 17 hour days and he would sleep on the ground and his staff right you've got engineers doctors law you know I shouldn't say lawyers but like masters degrees and engineers and all this kind of stuff and they all chipped together and bought him a couch or a bed I forget the the exact story so he could sleep on that while he was working in the warehouse. Like that dude is so goddamn committed to what he wants to do and what he does. Like if, if everybody worked that hard, shit, we would be so much further ahead than what we are. But everybody likes to watch TV and bullshit all day. Like if you work that hard on anything, I guarantee you're gonna be successful. Like that dude is, an, is a gangster on a new level and most people will never appreciate him to that level. So do you think you're gonna go with, cause I think there's two brands, there's Elon Musk you've mentioned, but there's also Tesla. I'm gonna be uh, picky and say which one. I would say Elon Musk. That dude isn't. That dude is the brand. He is a gangster. Tesla's cool. Like I like what it stands for. Model, yeah. you know, SpaceX is cool. PayPal's cool. But Elon Musk, like if you're talking about brands, that dude is a 
gangster. Like <laughs> we all need to go and learn more from that man because that guy is just even Jeff Bezos. Like I don't think that I think people make the brands, not the brands make the brands. And like even Jeff Bezos, that dude is a gangster. He worked out of a garage and he was he literally lost money for like six years and VCs like he's still got VCs to buy into it and all that it's just like those dudes are gangsters when it comes to like knowing how to grow a business and knowing the level of dedication and passion you have to have for it like that's what i think is more important than like you know a, a shiny looking tee or a box with a you know a, a, a halfway drawn arrow on it absolutely and they've made it what it is i mean it's 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 an app when you talk about someone like elon musk it's just a real there's just a fascination with somebody like that they're like on a different well level stroke planet i mean the the mind boggles really um so tip of the hat i think elon has cropped up in one of the earlier episodes i can't remember which one but yeah i think if you're talking with entrepreneurs and and business owners if he hasn't cropped up then you're picking the wrong you're you're picking the wrong person to follow exactly so listen we are we've crossed the hour mark believe it or not and I love it, man. I, yeah, I hope it hasn't felt like a long hour. I feel like it's been uh, a good chat. I've really enjoyed uh, listening to your stories. I think I've listened to more of you than you have of me, but I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I, man. I, uh, I said at the start, he talks fast. And I'm going to have trouble keeping up, but you know what? I'll just run with it. And uh, I think you've given a lot of valuable insights to um, not only SEO, but that whole what people should do and consider uh, when they're getting too caught up in things that don't necessarily matter um, around their their business and maybe a little bit around their brand there's times when should come into play when it shouldn't so you know I want to thank you for sharing that I'm going to put links to the sites that you've mentioned in the show notes so if anyone's heard anything seen you know thought yeah I want to go check that out uh, I'm going to put the show notes in there so all it really leaves me to say uh, to you Harrison thanks very much for coming on the show it's been a pleasure Hey, my, I'm glad to be here, man. I, I had a lot of fun. This was this was a good show. You come up with some good questions. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks very much. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. So here we are, the end of another episode. Just like to say thank you very much for listening really does mean a lot if you've enjoyed the show please leave me a review love reading comments and feedback from listeners if you've been listening and think that you would like to find out if your brand has all of the key ingredients to make it stand out from the crowd don't forget to hit the links button in the player yes this player that you're listening on which will take you to my brand report and that will give you a customized report score of your brand straight to your inbox. If you'd like to find out more about myself, visit my website, www.danielocock.com. Again, links are in the show notes. You can book a call with me if you'd like to discuss your next project. The show is available on all major platforms, so don't forget to hit subscribe if you'd like to be updated about future episodes. And remember, if you're not proud of your brand, then how do you expect anyone else to be?